self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are a conversation, conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am just really really tired of 2020 also known as calamity red and we are a conversation con artists back for another episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the list of later portion of the show. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarnartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artist, and send it to us that way. I don't think we had any um, letters sent in, but we do. Um, I have Reddit posts, of course. Gotta keep Reddit posts. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So I have a fiance that hates when her fiance uses a condom. I have a boyfriend that told someone that he insults her so that he so she won't think that she can find somebody better than him. Um a question about friends having friends of the opposite sex. Uh, question about being groped in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, and a question about if girls say things they don't mean during sex, which is usually guys that that's asked about. So, let you pick. Nope. What do you want? What do you want to do? The last one first. Do girls say things that they don't mean during sex? Yeah. He's confused. So, he needs some help. Well, let me preface this by saying this sounds a lot like me. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try to explain it from what I think her point of view is. <laughs> but this is the guy writing it in. Um, okay, so the title of it was Do Girls Say Things They Don't Mean During Sex? I've been seeing this girl for a while. She goes really hot and cold. During and after sex, she can often say really nice things. Says I make her really happy. Says she missed me. Says I make her feel safe and she's never felt this way before, etc. But then the other times, it seems like she couldn't give two shits about me and it's like it never happened. She sometimes says nice things when we don't have sex, but often it's after that. Is it just endorphins getting her to say this stuff? It really means a lot to me when she does, but I'm starting to feel like she doesn't mean it. <laughs> Okay, so this is me. <laughs> um, and I listen, I'm still figuring out where I am, where I am in reality as opposed to where I am in my mind, where I thought about like with relationships. For some reason, I do this. Like, um, <laughs> I go, I, I, there are days when, like, if I'm dating somebody that I'm just like, really like oh he's, he's so great and he's so nice and like I miss him and then like after I see him I'm like okay like it's just not there anymore <laughs> um which I never thought about it being like how women think men are but reading this one made me be like oh shit I'm a nigga essentially so she only says nice things after sex. Well, he says she says nice things other times, but most of the nice things she says are after they've had sex. 
Because you feel all warm and mushy. And then that dies down. And it's like, yeah. Nah, sex is like the ultimate sharing of each other. You know, so it's like you're as open as you're going to be with anybody in that moment. This shit is so weird. Please move your mic. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Um. Is the ultimate opening up of each other to each other. So, um, you're the most vulnerable that you're gonna be at that moment when you're with a person. So, I think that all that vulnerable shit just match up together, and that's when. Yeah, but it's like sometimes I'll be, and again, again, I'm I'm a very old big overthinker, and I I analyze not only the behaviors of other people, but I analyze my own behavior as well. And sometimes I'm even like, whoo, like <laughs> how detached I could be when a day ago I was like, it's so fucking weird. The hot and cold is a very good way to describe it. A very good way to describe it. <laughs> mm. Kind of terrible, actually, but yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, for anybody, if this is something that you want to need in your relationship, you should have a conversation with your partner about it and help them work on learning how to love you the way you want to be loved. Um, it sounds like he's just sitting back accepting whatever when she he gives him it. Yeah. when he gets it. But it's clear that he wants more. I mean, he may be a person that gives a lot of compliments. He may have come from a family where he saw his mom Getting given a lot of compliments to his dad, or he might have had relationships in the past where women primed him to expect these things. Um, and guy, she's not going to know that you expect these things unless you tell her that you expect these things. Like hopping yeah. on Reddit and trying to find out from other men and women if this is how women are, or this is how men are, is not the answer. The answer is talking to your mate, talking to your partner, letting them know kind of where you at and like how you feel and trying to help them understand you and what you need. And you need to be prepared to understand what they need too, because closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> That's what the old folks say. It, yes. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that I know I will have to work on is being a lot more vulnerable, I guess, or like, I'm weirded out. <laughs> Again, in theory, in my mind, like I see people walking and holding hands, and I'm like, oh. But when I've had people try to hold my hand, I'm like, the fuck is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why you going what? No, we can walk beside each other without us holding hands. But I, in theory, I think it's a beautiful thing when I see other people do it. But it's just, I don't know. I'm still working through a lot. <laughs> you sound like, you know. The poetry that me and you write is like a hopeless romantic. It is. But me and you in real life is a hopeless, hopeless romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we look at that stuff and be like, this stuff sounds amazing in, in theory. Yes. And then in practice, we be like, but nah, I don't want that. <laughs> like, So it's like of the hopeless romantic genre, we are hopeless in acquiring that because <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't either. That's our own own shit that it's makes cool. us. I mean, PDA is difficult yeah. for me. Compliments it's are difficult for me. 
So it's those are things that I'm having to work on making more myself more available for. Because the stuff it makes you seem emotionally unavailable. It does. <laughs> That's how it makes you seem to people who get that shit normally and regularly from somewhere. Yeah. But the, I work it it's, it's a work in progress. I mean, that's all we can do is work on that shit. You know. Um, I'm sure somebody's son will probably be saying the same shit about me that this Reddit person said because um and I never you know what, I never when I read this letter and I thought about it, that is how I am after sex. I'm like all like oh like mushy and then that shit died down <laughs> and I'm back to being like, all right. I'm going back on this my life. <laughs> oxytocin flaring up. <laughs> that that terrifies me because I'm gonna be a whole unrecognizable ass person if I ever get pregnant. That's gonna scare the shit out of me. <laughs> for, for the time that I have all the oxytocin levels and shit. But I don't know what's gonna happen when that shit die down. But we'll see. Yes, uh, that's different. Yeah, it is, and I mean, yeah, he does, because I, again, speaking from her, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know, like, because that's what's normal to me, and if you don't say anything, I'm gonna be like, okay, he cool with it, like, we good, you gonna have to tell me, because I am, otherwise I'm gonna go, you know, status quo, like I normally do. Um, Yeah, anything that you want changed in your relationship, you communicate about it. Yeah. Um let's see. Okay, so this is also me. <laughs> and I I want I really I wanna know what you're gonna say about this because um I just wanna know <laughs> what what your what your perspective is gonna be on this one. So he's twenty three and his girlfriend is twenty three. I woke up in the middle of the night to my girlfriend groping my crotch. This happened a little over a week ago. My girlfriend of two years and I drove to the beach for a nice weekend. On the second night of our vacation, I woke up around 1 a.m. to my girlfriend just grabbing and rubbing my crotch. I didn't react or say anything, just lay there until she stopped and went back to sleep. I'm generally a rather heavy sleeper, so I'm not sure this would always wake me up, honestly. The next morning, we were on a long drive and without any prompting, she admitted to me that she woke up last night and realized she was groping me in her sleep. She said that this was the third time it had happened and apologized, apologized profusely. She really did seem to be sincere. I wasn't sure what to say or how to react honestly. So I said it was okay that I'm sure she didn't mean to do it. But I guess I'm not really sure how to feel. Our relationship hasn't really had any problems. She is a wonderful, supportive, and just all around a good presence in my life. I can't imagine she would bring this topic up herself if she had bad intentions, unless she perhaps noticed that I had woke up. Uh, That being said, I can't help but feel weird about this whole thing. I feel strange going to sleep next to her now. What should I do? Um, I'm not sure how to talk about this with her. So, like, is is that a bad thing? Like, would you be upset about that? I guess I wouldn't be upset about it. I'm a really light sleeper. I mean, so he, the he, the way he worded this is like it's like this predatory manner, and so now he's he don't really you know he's nervous to go to sleep around her. But I feel like most men would be like, oh shit, like she woke me up for sex. Let's go. (laughs) 
that would be my. Uh, I I mean that would be the case most of the time. But this is a situation where if even if he was ready and in the mood, she was still asleep. So if she was if she's unconsciously rubbing his crotch and then he get up trying to get ready and he become the predator. <laughs> well, but he said he he just laid there till she stopped. I don't okay, first of all, I don't know that she was asleep. I feel like she wasn't asleep and then when she didn't get the response, she was like, Oh shit, let me <laughs> But then it wouldn't make sense for her to tell him that this happened three other times, too. In case he noticed those other times, too. Like, I don't know. Because, like, do I? I don't know. So I'm asking, is this this this, uh, not respecting his boundaries? Or is this, like, um, predatory or... Uh, problematic because I don't want to be groping somebody's son and they get upset with me when I was just trying to you know <laughs> get the party started <laughs> naturally listen the first time that you start touching on a man you ain't even got to touch on his crotch you can just rub on his legs seductively <laughs> on his back or put your arm around him he will he gonna know what that means okay <laughs> That he'll know what that means. You don't got to go to the crotch area. He's going to assume that, okay, she's ready. <laughs> and then, boom, he's going to go. So that's what's going to happen most of the time. Okay? And especially if it's somebody you have sexual interaction with constantly. You know, you're going to know. They're going to have their moves. You're going to know what their moves mean. And then that's how it's going to develop. So... You don't have to just go straight for the crotch in that situation. I think we dealing with a dude who probably ain't had that much sexual interaction in general or not had that much sex with a woman in general. And he just don't understand what it means for a woman to be getting it, getting ready. I wonder if they, I mean, I wonder how active their sexual relationship is. He didn't mention sex at all with her. He yeah, just I wonder. how it made him uncomfortable. So they, I mean, they sleep in the bed together and they sleep in the bed together a lot of times, but at least three times, but maybe not have had sex. They've been together for two years. Well, I guess they could have not had sex in that time. I mean, I guess they could have not had it, but what would make you in two years, if you had been having sex the whole time, uncomfortable at this point? Like, did he recognize... Now, he couldn't recognize he was asleep. She was asleep. All he knew was that his crotch was being rubbed and he fell asleep on it. And he was like, I'm going to pretend like this ain't happening. But I think it being predatory depends on how the person who is experiencing feels about it. You know? Um, in this case, so he is deep, clearly uncomfortable. He clearly didn't want anything to happen. Um, so I think that it's a problem. Oh, that makes me feel like a creep. <laughs> I think that it's a problem. No, it's not a problem for everybody. You know, I'm t- I'm telling you that most men ain't gonna react this way. <laughs> yeah, ain't but like turn into a porn scene for most people. <laughs> yeah, but now this makes me think. Okay, you don't know when somebody's gonna be that person. So now I gotta like ease into no, crotch grabbing. No, you don't. No, you don't. This boy is an outlier. You don't. <laughs> you don't make decisions based on outliers. You make decisions based on the top of the bell curve. The top of the bell curve says that you're going to get your back blown out after this gentle touches, okay? You know what I'm saying? Or 
but maybe don't be so overt. Maybe he felt like it was objectifying him. You know, if she wanted to have sex with him, maybe she should have turned over and kissed him on the neck real quick. Something a little bit more intimate, you know, something that make you realize, okay, I'm finna do something. But just to grab, just grab the meat. I mean, what if she grabbed the balls wrong or something? You know what I'm saying? A little pain along with that. It, he just seems like he's uncomfortable being touched without his permission. It doesn't sound like she touched him like in a way that was painful or any of that. It just sounds like he doesn't like being touched without permission or like without being aware. I don't know. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um. But yeah, I this this was another one that I read and I was like, I would have thought most men wouldn't have gave a shit. Like I would have I would have thought they most men would if you wake up to the person that you have sex with regularly touching you, that you would be like, Oh shit, okay. Well, let's just go ahead and clarify something. When you're talking about when you're talking about Reddit, none of this should be in a category of most people. <laughs> Okay, because these folks on Reddit be on some other shit that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So it ain't it ain't a most people situation. Uh, This is another one. This guy is an outlier, but I mean, if he's uncomfortable with it, then it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's just a problem, and he need to communicate this to his mate. Um, I don't care if it's hard. What one thing that people need to understand about relationship is the I'm communication. Oh, well, you said I don't care if it's hard. I was like, well, that's the problem. Because <laughs> I'm five. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I wonder. If, I wonder if he had a stiffy up during the her uh, probing. <laughs> I wonder if it was just soft. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um. I mean to be honest, if she's groping his meat while she's asleep, that's a problem. That is. A problem. If she's if she's groping it while she's awake, hoping to get some kind of sexual engagement from him, there's more ways to communicate to a person that you like midnight sex sometimes without uh trying to evoke it by yourself without that person's awareness. I mean, some people I mean, some people really some people just have boundaries that they don't like being, you know. Yeah overstep sometimes and i don't want to just limit that to a man when it comes to sex you know sometimes people just like look i don't like people fucking with my sleep <laughs> you know <laughs> i really don't care why you know so her rubbing my meat while i'm sleep no that ain't we don't do that we don't interrupt sleep in my life you know so but they need to clearly have a conversation to get on the same page about this situation because maybe, I mean, maybe you like night sex sometimes. Maybe you can set a, he can set an alarm and lose out on a little bit of sleep one night a week. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe that's just something that he ain't willing to do so y'all can get some extra rounds in before you go to sleep. I don't know. But, you know, if she does this in her sleep, that's a problem. That's a sleep problem. Like, that's like a sleepwalking. Um. That's what it would regard it as. If you're not conscious and you're actively doing things that you don't know you're doing while you're sleeping, you wake up and realize shit's been done, then that's that's sleepwalking. But most of the time, the people who wake up don't re- realize they was doing shit. They normally yeah. uh, see shit. Like, they might see the dishes washed or something and know yeah. that they had to get up and have done it. So for her to know that she did it. Wait, did it say he brought it up to her or did she bring it up? He said she brought it up to him. So for her to know, maybe she was awake. Maybe you're right. 
Um, so if she was awake, it's about a conversation about yeah. why she was doing that and what to do about it. And everybody in a relationship, the conversations that's going to propel your relationship forward in a good way is full of hard conversations. None of con- none, none of the conversations having to confront a mate about something that you don't like or something that you want them to do or or something that you see that you want them to, you know, kind of adjust or change. Um, none of it is an easy conversation. You know, people want, we want to believe that we already come perfect. We want to believe that we already come packaged right when it comes to um, being in a relationship with another person. So it's hard for us to hear other people saying, well, you don't do this, or you don't have this, or this thing I think can be better if it was different. We naturally don't want to hear that. And so naturally, we don't want to tell another person that either. You know, and then we don't want to risk saying something that's going to fuck our relationship up because we found somebody to love our stupid ass. <laughs> so, or our inconsiderate ass or our flawed ass, we found somebody to, to deal with it and we don't want to lose it. But I can guarantee that you'll be at much higher risk of losing it, not having a conversation you need to have now and allowing it to implode later. Then having that conversation now, ripping that band-aid off and fixing that thing. Because if they, if you really care about each other, you're going to do what it takes for that other person to be um, better, to be well, to be happy. Um, and if you don't care about, and if that person don't care about you enough to do some of those things, then I guess you uncover that that's not the person you want to be with. Because you probably want to be with somebody that's more agreeable and more decent. Um, do you do you have one that's gonna ha- make me get upset? No, and I don't think it's gonna make you get upset. Okay, I, I'll, so I have the one that's gonna make me get upset. But before I get to that one, I'm, this one is just too. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> the title of this one: I married a distant cousin about a decade ago, and now I realize I made a huge mistake. First of all, kissing cousins is just never. But I'm a, let me just, okay. okay. Very long story short, I met Bill when I was 25 years old at a family retirement party. Bill and I had never met before that night, having grown up on nearly opposite coasts. Bill is not my first cousin. He's technically the first cousin of my second cousin. We share a cousin in common named Abby. I'm Abby's cousin on her mom's side, while Bill is Abby's cousin on her dad's side. Hope that makes sense. Anyway, we really hit it off, started hanging out as friends, and it progressed into a relationship. At the time, I don't recall thinking much about the family aspect. I assume because we're not blood-related, it's not a big deal. Our family in Denver raised concerns, and now we've been together for 15 years, married 10. Somewhere over the past couple of years, I've developed a bad anxiety problem. Part of that anxiety is now about my marriage and my realization that I essentially entered into an incestuous or almost incestuous marriage. That's a reach. That's a bit of a reach. Um, over the last two years, I repeatedly asked Bill for reassurance that we're not really cousins. I've done ancestry stuff, no common ancestors as far as I can tell, but it's occupying my mind at times. I can't really imagine people in our two families secretly gossiping. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't stop imagining people in our two families secretly gossiping behind our backs, thinking we're disgusting. A few years ago, Bill's uncle got very drunk, went on Facebook, and wrote a status about Bill marrying his cousin after Bill refused to lend him money. I w- it was quickly deleted, but I saw it. I can't help 
uh, I can't stop obsessing, asking Bill for reassurance while simultaneously feeling disgusted and not wanting him near me. I just want, I just know everyone is either laughing at us or thinks we're weird or seriously gross and disturbed. It's ruining my life and marriage and I feel my only option is divorce. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. I don't know whether I should end my marriage and pretend this never happened or if it's my anxiety that needs addressing. Ma'am! You... You met him at a family retirement. Like, 15 years in is when this is bothering you? I wonder if that post was the beginning of it bothering her. Um, I don't know. Could have been. But, so for me... First of all, incestuous is a big ass reach. That's a reach. It's not incestuous. Um, that it wouldn't be deemed to be incestuous. But if I go to like a fam- any kind of family function, I'm not talking to nobody there on no no romantic type shit. Like I'm just not because I'm gonna just assume everybody there is somehow related to me. <laughs> like I'm not gonna go to a family retirement party for like a family member and hook up with some dude I met. This is why no. Just no. We got cousins in common and shit. This is fucking weird for me personally. So like 15 years ago that would have already been too much for me. This is just now bothering her 15 years later, maybe because the uncle said something and now she think the whole family been saying shit. Cause obviously I mean for the uncle to go there when he get angry <laughs> with something he was thinking anyway. Yeah, I don't I mean I, it, that's not a problem. I mean, like I said, I got I got my cousins, and they are cousins with some a whole nother family that ain't got nothing to do with my family, you know. So it's just because my cousin's daddy, who ain't my blood relative, siblings got kids. What that they ain't got nothing to do with me? It's still too weird. Like it's. It's too many people on the planet for me to be with somebody that with we have all of that in common. To, for well, me, you know, well, you know how we we end up being with somebody. The, the way we end up being with somebody is through proximity. You know, we love to hear. You know, hopeless romantically, you love to hear that anybody in this world for you is so many people. You, you, you know, it's your proximity. It's who the fuck you live with, who the fuck you work with. <laughs> Who the fuck you go to church with? Who the fuck your mama friends, kids is? Like, who in your neighborhood? That's who the fuck we end up with, you know? So, and the reality is, there's gonna be degrees of separation between motherfuckers. Yeah, but again, she went into this knowing that. Like, she already knew all of this. It didn't bother her until years later. So, it's not like this is something she just discovered that she kissed. Like, she knew this shit the whole time. Like, you knew. That y'all had these people in common, even though you're not blood related. Like you knew that going in, and she was 25 when they got together, so it's not like she was I like. I mean, she even went to go do the whole ancestry Answer. shit and don't see no common relatives, so I mean, it ain't no problem to me. You know, and she on that has front, anxiety. She definitely needs to see somebody because it. I mean, she's sounding paranoid and anxious. Listen, it could the be the damage is something else. The damage is done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the damage is done. You married him, you're 15 years in, everybody know, whoever know, already got a problem with it, you know, or you clearly see some people going to use it against them, so 
even though he deleted it off of Facebook, all family members probably talking about the shit. You know, <laughs> but the damage is done. I mean, yeah. the only thing is, is your marriage good enough to want to keep it? Or is this something that can end your marriage and you want to keep you know want to keep it? I don't know. I think you should I think she should um just work on her anxiety and get the fuck on with her life. Yeah. It the I mean, anxiety it, 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 is really problematic and the the anxiety and the paranoia because she has nothing other than this one comment from this uncle whenever that was made. She has no evidence that anybody is saying shit about her. She said that the family's always treated her nicely. But because she has this paranoia now, she thinks that they're laughing behind her back and thinking that they're, you know, saying that they're both gross and disgusting. Like, that's a you problem that you need to go and talk with somebody to get that addressed. Like, he can't and continually asking him for reassurance. I'm sure he like, bitch, I didn't t- look like I didn't told you. <laughs> okay, you know what it is. It's been this way this whole time. What more do you want me to say? Like, he's not going to be able to fix this for her because it's obviously something else going on with her anxiety and paranoia. She needs to go see somebody for that. This may have just been the thing, the catalyst for like some mental health shit she already had that was just stewing. And this yeah. might be the thing that um, triggered it because this level of, of anxiety and paranoia is more than what the average person would have. Or maybe something else triggered her anxiety, and this is just the anchor upon which her anxiety decided to grasp on to. Like, this is the issue that her anxiety said. That's what I'm going to make her fuck, fuck up her mind. <laughs> you know? I mean, that shit happens sometimes, too. It's like it some people develop issues. Like, I got a friend that developed schizophrenia well he has schizophrenia but he stopped taking his medication and everybody that was playing a role in his life got on one side of the bad side of the good side and he hinged on like he hinged on all me and his relationship like he made me like the, the golden child of his issue <laughs> uh i realized that he unfriended me on facebook the other day so you know get something crossed something over changed. to the bad yeah but he uh but you know, in this situation, it's very possible that, you know, she developed anxiety from something and then an issue that that was sitting in the back of her mind became the main show. Um, yeah. That happens. But either way, you 15 years into this shit. I mean, it can't get no worse as far as how other people interact with it. It really can only get better because soon they're going to start dying. So you'll win <laughs> that battle. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Now for the one that's gonna make me get out of, out of pocket. Um, boyfriend told me that he has to insult me and put me down so that I won't think I can find something better. First of all, already he a bitch ass nigga. But let I digress. I'm confused right now, and I don't know if this counts as mental abuse or if he's just a dick. My boyfriend, who's 27, and I, who's 25, have been dating for almost two years. I'm an extremely independent person. I'm very confident in who I am and sure of myself. My career is my passion and I actually have never been in a real relationship before this. It's just not something that's ever been high priority on my list. That changed when I met my boyfriend who was obsessed with me right off the bat. And, and I'm talking literal obsession. This man relentlessly pursued me until I gave him a chance. And then I realized we clicked and I started developing feelings for him. 
Everything was great at first. However, about a year into dating, he started to change a bit. He loves teasing, but it turned into being legitimately mean for no reason, insulting me, being rude, telling me to shh right in the middle of him telling right in the middle of me telling him something important or telling him about my day, just anything to invalidate me. I brush most of this off because I'm someone who doesn't let other people's action towards me bother me most of the time. So I just ignored it. But it got to the point where I wouldn't even talk to him when we were together because he just made me feel small and unimportant. However, I'm someone who has no problem breaking up with someone in a second if they mistreat me. And I guess he's not aware of that fact. So I finally asked him, why do you do that? Insult me, degrade me, purposely try to make me feel like shit. And his response was, I have to treat you like shit so you don't think you can go find something better. And I was absolutely shocked. I don't know what he means or what to do with this information. Now, she did update the post. I broke up with him a couple of hours ago and he responded with shock. He was just kidding. Uh, I'm crazy for taking everything so literal. I'm psycho because I can't take a joke. I have a stick up my ass. I'm stupid for throwing this away. And he thought I was different. I've changed. Basically blame this whole thing on me. I actually laughed at him and just said that I'm done. I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. And you don't say that to people you care about. And you don't do what he's been doing. When he left, he busted my driver's side window out of my car. So that's nice. To explain a little further from the comments I've read, I think I fully realized that I was that I hadn't left him yet because I didn't think that he was doing what he was doing was as big of a deal as it apparently is due to being treated pretty horribly and verbally abused by my parents in childhood. I guess I didn't realize that what he was doing was all that wrong because in my mind, it didn't quite fall into that category. However, it finally clicked when he mentioned that he felt the need to treat me like that. So I didn't think I could find better. Hence this post. It took a while. My first relationship and this happens typical. I think I'm back to being solo for an indefinite amount of time. Thank you all for your comments. Girl, so much. Him being literally obsessed in the beginning is never a good sign. Um, And there's nothing, there's a difference between somebody um, being persistent in their pursuit of you and then doing it in in an obsessive ass weird way. Um, And he just tried to gaslight you into not breaking up with him when you broke up with him. And he broke your fucking window. I would break his face or I have my cousin break his face. I wouldn't break his face, but some a face would be getting broken. Broke my fucking window for what? Cause you a bitch. Damn. That's uh start at the beginning it sounded like Joe from you, goddamn. It did. <laughs> it sounded like Joe at the beginning. Um <laughs> And it would have continued it, had she not stood up for herself. That's exactly the way it would have went. You know, I wonder if a situation like this will make him be like, well, that shit didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to do that again. You know, but then a part of me feel like once she confronted him with it, if like, I feel like he either read this or somebody told him to do this. Because maybe the dude from your letter the other week, maybe he out here teaching classes and shit. Maybe, maybe this is fucking relative or some shit. <laughs> but I feel like people who do this on purpose know that it's on purpose, and they know that it's the other person shouldn't know that you're doing it. Like a person who is seasoned in fucking up your self esteem would not tell you that that's what their goal is. They yeah. would just 
dial back on it a little bit and then get back into it later. They will, it would be a seesaw of going in and out of it just so that you can keep the person. So the fact that he told her that's why, and it clearly wasn't a joke because it, it was a representation of his actual behaviors, uh, and also the fact that he didn't used to be that way. He used to play around, you know. So he used to be more lightweighted and play around. So I don't know if he, like, eased his way into the bad shit or if he was different and somehow changed because of some information he got. I feel like somebody might have convinced him, man, this is what you got to do, man. You, you These women, you got to, you got to, you know, make them Break feel them a certain down. type of way every now and then. You know what I'm saying? And then that way they'll stay with you for a long time. But like that's a very specific type. Like he obviously can't read the room. Um because that's a very specific type of woman that you're gonna have to be able to do that with. Like he did not have the right type of woman um for that to happen. Like that's like somebody doing that shit with me. It's not gonna happen. Like what? Yeah. You need to do what now? Like, so he he obviously can't read the room. Or the person who gave him that advice and was like, this is what you need to do, maybe didn't know who he was dating, and they can't read the room. Somebody can't read the room. Yeah. Is that yeah, all I mean, And that's the problem. You know, and, and I guess she didn't talk about the quality of the relationship. I mean, she just kind of talked about it. She was with this guy. Um, but if the relationship held any quality to it, it's, it would be another issue of communicating. Listen, yeah. there are a lot of other reasons that you can secure my place in your life without feeling the need to break me down. If you continue to do it, then I'm going to be getting the fuck out of here. Um, so stop doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was cute at first because you were playful with it, but now... I'm actually not wanting to talk to your ass, not wanting to interrupt your ass. You coming off as to be a misogynist and a sexist. You coming off to seem like you don't value, you know, women in general. Like women are like afterthought type situation. Uh, and then if he decide, if, if, so he could be like, damn, I have been fucking up. I have been a dickhead, and then change. But otherwise, you did the right thing. Get the fuck out of a relationship like that. Like why are you spending your time with a motherfucker who? Oh, is making you feel that way. And how you feel, your emotional response to things is a gateway to how you feel about something, right? If your actions and behavior start to be that you don't want to talk to him, that means something. Like, in your relationship, when you, like, if it's something you want to talk to your mate about and you find yourself avoiding the topic, that means something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the things that you are comfortable with talking with your mate about, they'll just come right out. But some things you got to prepare yourself to talk about. So she found herself just not wanting to talk to him and not wanting to be around him because of this shit. That's time to have a conversation, y'all. Or it's time to get the fuck on. Well, when she had the conversation, his response was to like, go off of her and tell her how she can't take a joke and she's too sensitive and she's got to stick up her ass and he can't believe that she's willing to throw this away. Bitch, I didn't throw it away. You did. The fuck? Well, she didn't say she didn't say it was a conversation like the one I'm talking about. She said that she broke up with his ass. <laughs> no, before that, she told, she, well, she said that she didn't like him. Um, that's when he told her that 
he he felt like he needed to do that so she wouldn't think she could do any better than him. She did say, like, why do you feel the need to to degrade me and say these mean things to me? Like, why do you do that? And that was his response, because I need you to stay in your place. I wonder how long it took them to break up after that conversation. I don't know. She didn't put, like, how long between that end of that and then the update, so I don't know. But either way, like, the conversation, the breakup conversation, clearly, yeah, he gonna make them excuses and shit. But he's stupid. And he broke a window. He's clearly childish. Very. Ain't got no business in a relationship with a person that breathes. Uh, Do you have one that you want to read? Yeah. Um. This is another Am I the Asshole post. Oh, Jesus. Your last one was fucking terrible. Jesus. Keeping letters from the children's deceased father. So, my fiance has kept a box for over the years of memories and stuff she has. She's been collecting memories in it since she was like 10. Cute, I guess. Seems more like hoarding to me, but if she likes it, I like it. She told me it's very private and I'm not allowed to go through it unless she wants me to. I've probably only seen things in it like three times over. However, I came upstairs a couple of days ago and she was on the floor looking through it. She hears me come in and she turns around all excited and tells me to look, showing me a picture she had forgot existed. It's her prom when she was 15. She's in this pale yellow dress and she's coated up against some guy in a blue suit and his tie matching her dress. They're both beaming in the picture and it's got a banner over the top saying prom 2007. She rubs the picture fondly like it's some dead relative and says something about how much she loves it. I thought it was pretty rude because I'm standing there and she's telling me about how much she loved going on a date with another guy. I told her that kind of hurts my feelings and she laughs and said, I love the picture, not the guy in it. I said, I don't like hearing her talk about her exes and she goes, I was 15, the relationship barely counted. He was a nice guy and it was a nice event, that's all it is. I got tired of hearing her talk about the happy times with someone else so I left the room. She didn't really get why I was upset, but she dropped it, and I guess it was over. She went out the other day, not breaching lockdown, and I came across the box again in our cupboard. I figured she didn't really need old memories anymore, so I took out the prom picture, and I ran it through our shredder. No big deal. She comes back home, comes into the room, and immediately asked me why the shredder is plugged in, seeing as we barely used it. I told her I was just tossing away old junk that we don't need. And she asked me what exactly I tossed away, and I told her old pictures and stuff. So she opens the shredder and starts... Taking out strands of the picture, she turns to me, starts yelling, did you shred my prom picture? And so she runs over to the cupboard and starts digging through the box and throws the whole thing on the floor when she finds it gone. And she's literally all teary now and she's yelling at me why I did it and saying that the guy didn't really mean anything to her anymore. If he didn't mean anything to her, she doesn't need reminders of him. She tidied up the mess she made and now she's gone and put a lock on the box and called me impossibly selfish. She's been refusing to cook for me and do stuff now, telling me that she'll take me seriously when I apologize for what I've done. Okay, sure, I shouldn't have gone through her box, but I didn't do anything. She was basically just keeping junk around for nothing. I did her a favor. So seeing as it's such a big deal now, am I the asshole? Yes, motherfucker! Like, are you fucking... (laughs) First of all, you lied when you said this is not going to get me upset. (laughs) I know I did. (laughs) Lydia's going to get mad. (laughs) in the entire fuck so because you have this insecurity 
This is a picture from when she was fucking 15. It's a prom picture. And you sitting here talking about you don't want to hear her talk about feelings for another guy. She was fucking 15 years old. And you took it upon yourself to think it was okay for you to go into this box and pull out a picture that obviously meant something to her. Plus it don't mean nothing to you, motherfucker. It didn't have nothing to do with you. And then go shred it and then try to act like you the fucking... You didn't do nothing. Fuck you, sir. Yes, you are an asshole. You are the king of assholes. You the king and the bitch last week is the queen. What is the fuck wrong with these people? What? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, but he has an update. So we're not getting married. Hope y'all are happy. I'm not and never was abusive. Fuck off. Stop DMing me. <laughs> oh, okay. So because people told you you were an asshole, now you're upset. Because you are, you... You know, oh motherfuckers on Reddit be jumping on Reddit to try to goddamn get confirmation bias. They... <laughs> the, but the crazy thing is, they really don't realize how fucked up they are. Because they... You know, and their actions are. You shredded a picture that she can never get back because that's from a, a time in her past. And and I still got my prom picture. I got I have a box of I got pictures from high school in my little box. I got pictures from college in my little box. There are people in that box that I used to date. And if anybody that I'm with is so motherfucking insecure that a picture from my prom was in 2003. If a picture from 2003 gets you in your emotions and you feel like you want to shred some shit that don't fucking belong to you, it's going to be a fucking problem. Like, yes, you're in that. Like, the whole... <laughs> he was so flippant about it from the... People keep keepsakes. Like, that's not hoarding. She has a box. You didn't say she got a room full of shit. She has a box that she puts memories in. One box. That's normal, sir. And just because it's not something that you do, there's no reason for you to act like that about the fact that she does it. Like, oh, God. I'm glad she left your bitch ass. Good for her. All right. Kudos, Let's man. Let's go down some of the comments, all right? All right. You're the asshole. Holy <laughs> shit. So much. It's been 13 years. She doesn't care about him. She's marrying you. It was a fond memory from when she was a kid and you shredded it. You took something you knew she liked and destroyed it. What's wrong with you? That's the first comment. So I bet yeah. he was like, oh shit, this ain't gonna go the way I think. It ain't gonna go the way I thought it was. <laughs> um, next comment. The International Space Station can see how big of an asshole you are. <laughs> Hope she sees and he's the red flags. <laughs> You're the asshole, and if I knew your girlfriend, I'd tell her to move out. What would you do if she destroyed your property? Your behavior is predictive of mental and physical abuse. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> You're the asshole. Also kind of a joke, because I can't stop laughing that you were so jealous of a 15-year-old kid in a picture that you shredded it. <laughs> You're the asshole. You're an uncomparable asshole and disgusting disgustingly selfish and insecure i hope she leaves you you're an emotional abuser and the fact that her old high school relationship made you jealous is gross and sad these are the comments that led him to say quit dming me i'm not abusive because <laughs> he is if he abusive and he don't know it yeah <laughs> yeah like the moment has showed up like this this 15-year-old boy in this picture that he got jealous of, what happens when it's a co-worker? What happens when it's a guy friend? What happens when it's a neighbor that he see y'all talking to? You yep. know, 
I mean, he. I mean, if he really thought this box didn't mean shit, and memories don't mean shit, and pictures don't mean shit, he could have just threw this shit away long ago. The fact that this conversation about her talking about this guy was enough to make him go through her shit, take out a picture that she loved, shred it, something that she can never get back. Yeah. Man. Man, that's, that's, it's fucked up. And the fact that he thought he was going to get on Reddit and people was going to be like, no, you're not an asshole. She overreacted. I'm sure that's what he thought that people were going to say to him. But this is the kind of society that you get when you don't communicate very well as a society. You don't encourage mental health and talking to people. And you got people who come from bullshit-ass traumatic childhoods and they grow up to become somebody who believes that something like not wanting your women to talk about other men is normal. You know, if he hung around at least 10 other people and talked to them about their relationships, he would know that this is not a big deal. This is not a thing. This wasn't even a college. Like, the fact that it was so long ago, too, and you disemotional about it. Like, yeah, you're right. When it is somebody that's more in the present, he gonna lose his fucking mind. He probably punch her in the face. If he got that upset about a picture of a 15-year-old version of her, like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> and, you know, the memory, you know that the memories mean things because he didn't throw the whole box away. He went in there and got that specific picture that made him feel away and shredded just that. Because he's an asshole. Like, girl, that was, ooh. If she had married him... That was going to be such a horrible relationship for her because it was just going to steadily get worse with the things that he felt like she should or should not be doing or the things that he felt like were a slight to him or were a disrespect to him or made him feel a certain type of way so that shouldn't be done. Like, you realize that people had whole fucking lives before they meet you, right? Like, unless you meet somebody and marry the very first person that you ever date and she married the first person, she, they got a past, motherfucker, and it, it, it's not a big deal. She with you. You got out on the knee and said, uh, will you marry me? And she said, I do, to you. Are you mad about a 15-year-old boy who don't nobody probably even know where the fuck he is right now? Girls like prom. I don't really give a fuck about prom, but girls like prom. So her keeping that picture and have shit to do with him is just girls like prom. Girls go to prom with each other and keep them damn pictures. Like prom is a big ass deal. <laughs> He's a gigantic asshole. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Uh yeah, that shit. That shit is wild. Um This ain't even a, a communicate a situation communication can fix. No. I mean, maybe at the very beginning of this, he could have not done this and then communicated to her. Like, okay, for me who may be listening, that struggle for some reason with dealing with the idea that your partner had other people. All right, let's just get it out. Um, one, you need counseling because <laughs> clearly that shit is an indicator to me of some level of problematic relationship. Now, if it's not to the level of needing help, needing counseling, you don't think you need counseling for that, then it's worth a conversation to let your partner know, I really get some deep, like, hurtful feelings when you talk about other guys. 
And if we can minimize that, that'll be great. And hopefully, women, if your dude bring that up to you, then you need to get a some clarity on what that means. Because, well, so can I not have male friends? What if I'm with male coworkers and go to a party with them? What about like if a male neighbor is there? Can I not like you need to figure out what the fuck that means in practice with the rest of the relationship that you're going to have with men in your life? Because that's a red flag. And honestly, this man need to change and need to be single to fuck forever. Because he ain't responsible with somebody else's emotions. He don't know how to be. Like that was so fucked up. It's bad. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, he really wouldn't be able to date me. All I hang around with is niggas. Like literally, my entire friend group presently is dudes. I have female friends, but none of them live in, around. And so, if I'm going out, hanging out, doing something, it's with a bunch of niggas. <laughs> Number dudes. Not everybody's yeah. attached. Um. Well, not everybody. Most of the, everybody's attached. But my friend group is mostly male, like, so he definitely would have, wouldn't be able to date me, because I'm not, that's, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. Then for him to be so nonchalant about it, like, oh, you crazy for getting upset. I'm crazy. You went out through, to the trouble of plugging in a motherfucking shredder that we don't even use to shred a picture that had nothing to do with you because you were in your feelings. But I'm the one that's overreacting for being upset at you for being a bitch. You know, the crazy thing is, if it played out how he said it played out, she knew that picture was at risk. When she walked in and saw that shredder plugged in, (laughs) I just don't see it being that big of a reason why. Like, are they lives so boring that when the shredder's plugged in, some activity that happened and I want to know what it is? Like, I feel like when she saw that shit plugged in and it was like, what you done shredded, motherfucker? And then kept probing him about it. I think she knew from that conversation that he done done some shit. Well, and he he did say that they've been locked away because of quarantine. So, I mean, they've been looking at this this room, this apartment, whatever, for a long time. So, I'm sure she was... One knew that he was upset about it, and so the coming in and like this motherfucker shredders. This shredder ain't been plugged up in the two months we've been shut up in this house together. Now all of a sudden the shredder's plugged up. I would probably notice some shit like that. <laughs> like what the fuck? How the shredder plugged up? We don't even have nothing to shred. We ain't went nowhere. We ain't did nothing. We just shredding. Hey, look. If y'all don't take anything else from these letters, y'all should communicate with your partners about things that are important to you. Yeah. You don't walk into a relationship perfect for somebody else. That don't mean you can't be, you know, that don't mean you can't be as close to perfect for that person as you can get. But it's also their responsibility in an equal 50-50 relationship to be that for you as well. And the only way that y'all can get there is to communicate and to talk with each other. But also know that there is a level of relationship that talking ain't going to fix. You just need to get the fuck out of that situation. And sometimes talking is what's going to help you realize you need to get the fuck out of that situation. So to the girl with the um, guy who busted her window, um, maybe she could have dealt with some of that shit a little bit longer. But talking to him and asking him what the fuck going on was the thing that made her realize, oh, he doing this shit on purpose (laughs) and for a reason. And it's demeaning. Fuck him. You know, 
So communicate. It's going to be hard. It's going to be worth it. And worth it may mean it make your relationship better. Worth it may mean that you end that relationship, <laughs> you know. But if a conversation that you're supposed to have in the relationship, then it's supposed to be ended. Sorry for that, but that's a part of it. But that shouldn't be a part of the fear that you have for not having a conversation, wanting to just be with somebody. Indeed. So, yeah. All right. Well, if y'all have I a feel question. Like I've been I feel like I've been way too responsible in my responses today. Well, I've been weird, so we just swap roles. I'm reasonable. Giving actually decent advice. Yeah. I'm going to have to find some bad advice to give somewhere here. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it to us that way. You have our... Viral posts. All right, let's get started with these viral posts. The black community could pull together $20 million and buy a city in America and develop it. We can have our own police, mayor, and rules and whatnot. Black Wall Street had two airports, a postal service, banks, cafes, movie theaters, hotels, schools, and more in 1921. And here we are in 2020 with nothing even close. But everybody rich and getting money, though. Jokes. Um, I don't think it's fair to compare 1920 to 2020 in terms of what Black Wall Street had, because in true fashion, white people were literally trying to push black people away. And I think that's the argument where it come to Martin Luther King Jr., where he said he felt like he walked his people into a burning building. Uh, I think integration was a way to monitor black people and like suppress black people's ability to create a wall street again because we're always under the thumb of a white system now and there is no one you can't buy a city for 20 million dollars that's stupid all right that's not how cities work you can't <laughs> just like otherwise so billionaires would be owning cities and shit you can't that ain't how that work it's not you know you could take that money and buy a big ass block in the city because Black Wall Street wasn't even a whole city. Black Wall Street was a small part of Tulsa. You know, so that wasn't even a whole city. Uh, but I do agree that, you know, you see the little haciendas and you see the uh, Chinatowns. I mean, what if there was a version of that for black people? So I'm not invalidating the concept, but you can't buy no whole city. And comparing a time when black folks was pushed over to somewhere where white people didn't want to see them versus the existence now where we're integrated and we're under the thumb of the white community and white culture. Those are two different things. But there is shit that we can do. Um, that specifically ain't it. But I'm glad to see that we're thinking of doing something different. This don't this moment don't feel like a go back to the way things was type of moment. Uh, as far as the social shit that's going on. Um, and it's a lot of people that ain't genuine. And it's a lot of people that's problematic. And it's a lot of people that's saying Black Lives Matter that ain't going to do shit about it afterwards because they're, you know, positioning themselves for black support. But time will tell us who is genuine about this shit and who is willing to participate in change. I mean, they changing. They changing. They taking flags away, Confederate flags. 
monuments are being pulled down by people, but governments are also taking them down. They're uh, banning Confederate flags. They're looking at changing the names of, pe- uh, of, of organizations and places. It's a whole bunch of shit that they're doing. And I think that's a that's a good thing. But I, I just don't feel like it's just going to be more of the same shit when it comes to justice. And I hope that's the case, because if this one don't do it, the next one going to have to be real bad. And George Floyd is bad. The next one going to have to be really, really bad if this ain't the moment we change uh, as a culture. All right. Make me mad in five words or less. Snickers have a dick vein. <laughs> now wait till the next time you open the Snickers, motherfuckers. <laughs> Especially the men. Women will be fine. Women will probably look at it way different. Like, ooh, yeah, can't wait <laughs> till my next not Snickers show up. <laughs> oh, he rude as fuck for that. It is rude in the motherfucker. All right. Outcast, 1992 to 2006. 14 years, six Grammy Awards, six studio albums, countless songs that slap. Confederacy, 1860 to 1865. Five years, zero Grammy Awards, zero studio albums, zero songs that slap. This means that Outcast is a bigger part of American history than Confederacy, so we should have more Outcast statues everywhere and get rid of all the Confederate monuments. <laughs> white people would lose their mind. First of all, white people wouldn't even know what the fuck it was. Imagine. <laughs> they already lose their like, mind. They already are. Oh, yeah. I got it. Uh, yeah, they really losing their minds. I mean, it's that Confederate, bro, that Confederate monument in Georgia, people going to die if they try to do something about that Confederate monument. People going to die. White people with guns going to come out there and start shooting. <laughs> Do they know they lost, though? Like, I just... Are they aware that they lost? Like, they do reenactments. They, like... They just praise this... Y'all fucking lost. Like, I've never seen people who just revel in a big-ass L the way that these motherfuckers with this confederacy do. Y'all lost. Y'all lost. They, They lost, so to speak. What do you mean, so to speak? They lost. They because lost. they physically lost, but the idea of the Confederacy was not killed after the war. What happened after the war, the Confederate war that allows the shit that's going on now to be going on, is that the Confederacy's ideas weren't to change the South. They were to change America. They fought for America. Like, they fought the North to be able to say, this is how America is going to be. Yeah. That loss didn't kill the idea that those Confederate ideas are what they wanted the world to be. And so what happened is that those people who had those ideas assimilated into American politics. Like, seamlessly. They created a situation where Confederate ideas can still be held today. And even though uh, Abraham Lincoln um, abolished slavery for whatever reason, 
after he died, the president that came in pretty much erased all that shit. He he ran all that shit back. And then he put one of the most racist uh, governors in Florida that still perpetuated ideas of the Confederacy. Confederacy, so, see. So it wasn't a loss like we consider it a loss. Like once you lose, then, you know, you don't fuck with us no more. They lost and then they assimilated into what they wanted, uh, into America and what America wanted to be. And that's how we in the same shit we in with that. And it's fucked up. So, yeah, they lost on paper, but ideologically it was just an opportunity for them to infiltrate you know, the system and how it was changing and for them to try to keep it the same. And and that infiltration is still shown here today. You know, like, that's the issue that we have with Confederate shit. Motherfuckers are willing to die and shoot for this shit. And it's stupid, but that's what happened. So, I, yeah, they lost, but did they? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, did they really lose? I mean, it's like the country looked like it would have. It, the country looked like it would look if they won. Maybe I slavery would have lasted a little bit longer. I think it, slavery would have. Slavery would have eventually ended. You think so? Yeah, they slavery would have ended at, at some point. The United Nations decided that shit was crimes against humanity. Anywhere where slavery is found that looked like slavery looked back then is a problem. I mean, technically, um, Chinese people working in sweatshops is slavery, but it looked like commerce. So they let that shit go. But if motherfucking Canada started just shackling up black people and whipping their ass, it'll be another war. <laughs> it'll be another war to oust whoever did that shit. Like, that's what happened in goddamn Germany. Like, at some point, our whole world government decided that it's certain shit you can't do. If you do it, we're going to fuck you up. That's why Assad can't just drop chemical weapons on his um, his people, innocent people, kids and families and shit, without getting bombs dropped on his ass. So, at some point, even if America was behind, the rest of the world was going to get it together and, and make a decision about it. Same thing that's going on with the coronavirus. The rest of the world shit is going down and America shit is going up and the rest of the world is saying, y'all can't come here. Yep. Y'all can't fucking come here. No, y'all stupid. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> are spoiled as fuck. Y'all don't, don't know what it's like to not have shit and to be told you can't do nothing. And it's because America, you can't tell you can't me to wear nothing, a mask. I don't have you to got wear a mask. believe your freedom's getting infringed upon. You don't know what it feel like to not be free. And all these countries that feel like, know what it feel like to not be free, or they numbers are going down because they done what the fuck their governments asked to, to help them curb these numbers and America ain't doing it. So it's the same shit. Other countries realizing the fucking problem and are going to say you can't do this. So I think say slavery would have ended eventually, but at the end of the day, the ideals that the Confederacy had would still be here today. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll be slightly different, but... It ain't been that many people in America that advocated for uh for su suppressed and oppressed groups to believe that this shit would have been that much different. I mean, maybe maybe a little bit more time would have gone on slavery. Maybe we wouldn't be as progressive as we are. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like Martin Luther King still would have did what he did. Uh, maybe I'm wrong though. What y'all think about that? Um. Anyway, next. Um, how y'all be having the thighs that the ass supposed to come with, but not the ass? 
I don't seen that shit before. You see yeah. somebody from the front and be like, ooh, ooh, turn to the side. And it's like, <laughs> god damn, what the hell happened with that? <laughs> yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad when you get an ass that don't match your thighs, and it's bad when you got thighs that don't match your ass. Proportion. It's hard to have thighs, the ass that don't match the thighs. Because no, normally, is. yes, it is. Not with the way uh, co- people getting cosmetic surgery and ass shots. That most of the time, no, I'm saying naturally. Oh yeah, you naturally. don't really see that happen naturally, yeah. but you see it happen a lot now because of the way that people, yeah, just go out here and get injected with shit. Yeah, and then have these skinny ass thighs. Yeah. All right. Highest age you had sex with? Go. Mine is twenty two. Ain't no telling how old this girl is, mind you. Twenty. A dude. Res- a dude responded sixty four. Shit. Man, I needed that Crown Vic so bad, and my credit was jacked up. She was so <laughs> sweet. The comments. <laughs> Where she at? I need a truck. <laughs> um, a city cemetery. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, she dead. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Sixty four. I'm not having sex with somebody that's sixty four till I'm sixty four. Netflix and chill. How about you take me out on an actual date, cheap ass? That was Netflix and chill, question mark. Um, how about you take me on a date on, on an actual date, cheap ass? To be honest, Netflix and chill isn't a cheap date. Rent $1,300, TV $650, <laughs> PS4 $400, electricity and internet $140, Netflix $8. Bitch, that's $2,498. <laughs> you, okay, no. <laughs> You're not doing that specifically for her. All of that was for you. She just gonna happen to benefit from it. <laughs> exactly. You pay rent like for you. You pay lights for you normally, like on a regular day. She just gonna come over and benefit from it this particular night. But you ain't get all of that shit for her. <laughs> Don't do that. Also, man, dudes are losing the understanding of what a date means to a woman. <laughs> like to men, like if a woman say, "Hey, I just want some meat." Then men are fine. They don't. We don't need shit. We ain't gonna be like. But what about the time we were supposed to spend together before? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't plan for it to escalate this quickly. I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to get to know you. I wanted us to be, you know, together. I wanted to grow to be able to hold your hand before I had sex with you. Men ain't on that shit, yo. There men is like, oh. Men be like, all right, let me wash up in the sink. <laughs> that's what men be like she coming over she coming over but not a full shower though that's um, fuck. Take full showers fuck. this is what uh, hood apartment complex niggas do <laughs> um, but for women that that matters that makes a difference I mean Women have such a strong history of being objectified and treated like they ain't shit and just being just a thing that I think women need to be, um, I think women need to be kind of, I don't want to say convinced, but women need energy put into to them so that they don't feel like they just another fuck. Yes. Um... And that's why this shit right here ain't gonna fly, guys. You no, can justify you can justify why you feel like you should be able to just get some cheek, clap some cheeks 
but that that ain't how it worked for him, man. You, you work it again. out sometimes, like. We're not finna sit up in my house, your house, all the goddamn time. We're gonna go do stuff. Now, are there gonna be nights where I want to Netflix and chill? 100%. But you know, it's not just what we're gonna do. We're not gonna do and, that. And listen, all you men, this is how I look at it. Men are investing early in women so that they can get everything they desire later, right? If you invest well enough into a woman now, she is going to want to give you everything that you desire. If you try to force and coerce a woman to give you things early, you're going to have to do that shit the whole time. Your job as a man when it comes to a relationship, as far as I'm concerned, is to make a woman helplessly do shit for you that you want done. Helplessly be there for you the way that you want to be there. Like, that's what you're working towards as a person. You know, um that's pursuing another person. And I think that it's important for men to understand that, you know, so that next Netflix and chill defense ain't going to work on a woman uh, unless she wanted to work on her. Don't get me wrong. 5% of the time, 95% of the time, a woman wants you to be, you know, who the guy you should be. 5% of the time, she wants you to grab and throw her on the bed and but one, you don't know when that five percent is, so you just need to do the other shit a hundred percent of the time until she lets you know which one is which. <laughs> she, you, you, when you're around enough, you'll know when she wants you to just pick up and throw on the bed. <laughs> but don't assume that's what she wants now. You got work to do, brothers. All right. Um, if you're in Michigan in eighteen. And up, please, for the love of God, do not vote for my dad for state representative. Tell everyone. Uh, since so many people are asking if it's since so many people are asking, it is Robert Reagan. Do a quick first Facebook or Google search to find info about his campaign. I don't feel safe right now sharing further information regarding his beliefs, but please look him up and just read for yourself. Thank you, everyone, offering support and love. My DMs and notifications are crazy. It's hard to reply, but please know I appreciate you. I don't think anyone. Um, Past hometown friends will see this, but this is more than political beliefs. How fucked up of a parent do you have to be for your kid to be like, "Don't vote for that nigga"? (laughs) To be running a whole political campaign and your kids be like, "Don't, don't vote for him." (laughs) Please do not vote for this nigga. Jesus, that shit is crazy. He gotta be on Hitler shit. Like it's gotta be bad. For the kid to be like, please don't vote for my dad, y'all. Like, don't do this to yourselves. Don't do this to us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous, man. I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to look up Robert Reagan real quick. And I found an article that uh, talked about it a little bit. And I'm just going to read through a little bit of what, what he said, what he got going on. Uh, he wants to restore Michigan's constitutional militia and make English. He wants to make English the state's official language. He also recently burned his absentee ballot application in support of Trump's claims that easily obtainable absentee ballots will lead to election fraud. Um, he thinks that this is my problem. Um, he thinks their belief. He thinks their belief beef stems from their opposing beliefs concerning systemic racism in the Black Lives Matter movement which has been an unstoppable force since the May killing of George Floyd by Minneapolis police. Um, 
his social media accounts are flush with Blue Lives Matter support and opposition to police reform. He also says that white privilege doesn't exist in the same way man-made global warming exists. He said that uh, the only place where I see, I really see systemic racism would be the abortion clinic because they seem to target the African-American community. Wow. Um, And later added that he doesn't buy into this whole systemic racism thing at all. He acknowledges, however, that we have all have hurdles to overcome, including himself. As a quote unquote rich white Christian male, people look at me a certain way and it's not always good, he said. So everybody (laughs) has obstacles to overcome. Poor, oh no, people look at him bad. That sounds like such a hard life. Man, feel bad for him. Look, he his one of his daughters, Natalie, she said, My sister and I stay exposing our dad on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is justice for Brianna Taylor. <laughs> and uh, he blames Marxist and socialist universities for indoctrinating his daughters with things that are polar opposite from how they were raised. No, they just had the good fucking sense to know that their dad was fucking bonkers as shit and knew that this wasn't the way that the world was supposed to be. Good on them. Very good. Fuck him. Fuck him. With no lube. All right. Um, There's this scene with Squidward on Spongebob running away and people have been putting up, like, I guess, rap bar lyrics to it. I haven't seen nothing but two that I got in this post today, but I'm going to read this one. Racist white lady lost her job. Call that a firecracker. Get it? Mm, oh, yes. I didn't yeah. at first. Okay. It didn't seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Now. Um, This one says, X from Maryland. Call that Old Bay. I don't get that one. Well, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I get it because Maryland, I guess, got a bay as far as on the water. And oh, okay. The X is the old. Okay. Or maybe old bay seasoning come from Maryland. I wonder what old bay seasoning is made now. I don't know. I don't know. If you gotta think this hard and research it, like, <laughs> it's not funny. You know, every meme ain't hit. A, ain't, ain't a hit. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> All right. Earning $1,000 for yourself is better than getting paid $10,000 by your employer. Who? Who said that? <laughs> Some random motherfucker. First comment. Dinner with Jay-Z Twitter back at it. <laughs> um, next comment. The dinner with Jay-Z over a million dollars Twitter will have you in stitches. I don't know if you remember, but there was a post that went viral that said... Uh, would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or a million dollars? And a whole bunch of people were saying dinner with Jay-Z because, you know, he can help you learn how to make money like he make money. Yeah. That's why she refers to this statement as dinner with Jay-Z Twitter. yeah, because I didn't get it at first. Yeah, that's dumb as fuck. Dinner with Jay-Z or a million dollars to invest in yourself. Hmm. Like, what the fuck? Of course I'm not going to pick no dinner with fucking Jay-Z. Why would Jay-Z, first of all, what are you going to get from him in one goddamn dinner that's going to completely just change your life other than if he if he the one who give you a million dollars? Fuck out of here. You talking about? And what did you say about it's better to earn $1,000 on your own than to be paid 10000 Give me the 10 all day, every day. But, but listen to this. If you get paid $10,000 by your employer, you did earn it, you dummy. <laughs> 
You're fucking employed by him. <laughs> Fuck you talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's Maybe a better way. Maybe being self-employed instead of. Um, I know that's man. probably what they mean, but that's stupid still. And ten thousand dollars is still ten thousand dollars, and one thousand dollars is still one thousand dollars. Yep. If you, if somebody said to you, "Hey, I need you to work for this man for ten thousand dollars," and you know that the only thing you're gonna make that month is a thousand dollars on your own. You'll be a stupid thing. ass dummy to work for that thousand dollars for yourself just to be like, no, I earned this myself. <laughs> like that shit don't pay the rent. It does not. <laughs> no. Um. But you talked about somebody being asleep in one of the Reddit letters, and I'm gonna talk about my dream. Oh, um. And not just my dream, but my dreams in general. Okay. And I don't know why this is the case, but Beyonce is the MVP in my dreams. Beyonce show up in my dreams so fucking much. It's stupid. And she's Beyonce, Beyonce. You know, like celebrities done been in my dreams. Like I talk, I had a dream about where uh I was Batman and Joe uh LL Cool J was Joker. And for some reason, Joker stabbed up Charles Dutton. You know the dude that played Rock. He stabbed him up, and I was trying to stop him, but I couldn't stop him. But <laughs> but celebrities in my dream normally be a celebrity. They be the person, but they be in some other dumbass role. But in my dreams, Beyonce is Beyonce. Like, with all the shit that come along with being Beyonce. So, last week I had a dream, and Beyonce was in my dream. And there was... Beyonce has set me up to have a counseling session with Jay-Z. <laughs> But I was I was in Birmingham, and she was going to fly me to Atlanta, because that's where they was at, and fly me right back. But I missed my flight, and I was texting Beyonce and calling Beyonce, and she would never answer the phone. So I was thinking in my dream, I fucked up, man. I fucked up this opportunity to have this elite counseling session and just jumpstart my career, and I fucked up. And she finally responded back to me, and Jay-Z was in the hospital. I don't remember why, but he was in the hospital. So it's like, I wouldn't have been able to have a counseling session anyway. She just didn't cancel. So she said, it's okay that, you know, I missed the flight or whatever. Boom, bow. That dream had a lot more shit in it. But that's the part that involved Jay-Z and Beyonce. Because once I realized I couldn't go to Atlanta to have a counseling session, my dream continued on with regular shit. Oh, my God. My dream last night was so goddamn bougie. For some... So... Beyonce released a line of fur coats. <laughs> and somehow I was chosen to be the ambassador of the fur coat line. Why? I don't fucking know. You got to ask my brain. You got to ask the part of my brain that one, make me have all these dreams. Two, make me remember them. Three, make them wacky as fuck. I don't even use the word wacky, but that's the only way I can describe my dreams now. And four, that will put Beyonce as the center piece of all my damn dreams these days. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't like Beyonce that much. I like her, but not enough to justify... Like, it's people that I like way more than Beyonce that would make more sense to me than being in my dream versus Beyonce showing up intermittently whenever she fucking feel like it and being Beyonce. A fun um, ambassador. I mean... And so... And now, let me... I'm gonna tell you this next part. Most of these exquisite things I be doing with people take place in the homes of my family. 
So we was in my grandmama house on a room called the side porch because it used to be a porch, but they rebuilt on it and turned it into a whole room play area for kids. But my grandmama always called it the side porch. So we was in that room and I walked in and everybody just started clapping and applauding me for some reason. She gave me the fur coat. We did a photo shoot. And then some computer guys walked in with some computers and Beyonce told me that I could hook those up if I wanted to. <laughs> and so I went to go hook up the computer and one of the computers didn't work. It was broken. And I just know the, the dream from there turned into a whole party. And the whole party me at and your Beyonce grandma house. At my grandma's house. But like the it, it originated on the side porch. And every time you walk into the side porch, it's the side porch. But if you go outside of the side porch, it's a whole club. <laughs> but every time you come back to the side porch, it's the side porch, you know? So <laughs> the whole party. So this was a long dream. So the rest of my dream, me and Beyonce kept walking back and forth past each other, meaning to have a conversation with each other. But she'll be doing something or I'll be doing something. And I'll be like, we'll catch up later. Or she'll be like, we'll catch up later. And we just kept going. That shit... That was a crazy ass dream. And this shit keep going on. That shit keep going on in my dreams. Beyonce keeps showing the fuck up. And I don't I don't hate it, but I just because I could have worse dreams. Like, okay, so let's go for worse dreams. I haven't had a dream, a bad dream in a long time until last night. Last night I had a dream that me and my friends were in New Orleans for some reason and we was at a club. And I left, we were having a good time. I left the club to go outside to make a phone call. And while I was outside, a van, of like a USPS postal van, strapped up with, it was wrapped up, stuff was wrapped around, like duct tape was wrapped around and then signs were on it. I couldn't read what the signs were. But it was speeding full pace down the road and it hit a car. And the car flipped over and everybody looked back and saw what happened and was like, ooh, wow, what's going on? And then that van pulled, the the, you, the truck pulled back and drove and drove straight into the club. It drove and positioned itself in front of the doors and drove straight into the club. And a big-ass explosion happened. And all my friends were in there. And I started to run towards the club to see if my friends was okay. And then somebody yelled out, he's shooting. And the man walked out there with a gun and just started shooting people. So I turned and started running full speed away from the club and all I kept hearing was just shooting the whole time and people screaming and people running around me and I was just trying to get to a safe space to call my friends and see if they was all right. We weren't and, the friends, were we? No, they I don't know who they were. Okay. They were random people that I knew that I valued in my dream, but I don't okay. know who they were. Good. <laughs> and um sometimes my friends are in my real friends in my dream, but sometimes my dreams be full of people that I know from the context of what's going on in the dream that they my friends, but I don't know who they are as people. Um, and my whole dream just ended with me. Like I woke up running away from what was going on. So I woke up like, fuck that dream. Um, but I ain't had a bad dream in a long time, but just let y'all know y'all, my dreams are crazy. If y'all have crazy dreams, send us a letter talking about the crazy dreams because I want, I need to know that other people out here are having some dreams that outlandish. Like when I be talking to people, they be like, no, I just had a dream that I went to the office and I dropped some paper on the floor and I picked it up and it was, oh, threw it in a trash can. And my boss came and said, good job. And like motherfuckers be having regular ass dreams out here. Yeah. I have cool ass dreams that I've already gone to work. And I hate when this happens. I dream about going to work. 
Like I have a whole day at work and then I wake up and I ain't did the shit. So now I got to go do the shit. You know how fucking annoying that shit? I cannot stay on this shit. I get so that's, upset. That's way more annoying than being a fur coat ambassador for Beyonce. I tell you that shit. Yeah. I, I'd rather be the fur coat ambassador for Beyonce. Yeah. I would too. Of course you would. Everybody would. <laughs> All right. Learning to say okay instead of suck my dick is mad hard. Yeah. Clearly this person from New York. I would imagine they from up north somewhere. Oh, man. Learning to say okay instead of suck my dick is mad hard, son. This woman says, I'm coming me daddy toxic. What? I'm, in quotations, come in me daddy toxic. Oh, Okay. Gross. This dude responded saying, LOL, I'm already dead. Toxic. Oh, Lord. You know, there's people out here who be on that shit. I know. Should be crazy. Um, But you have to have faith in your pullout game, fellas. Don't let, don't let that shit get you. I don't know if y'all women know it or not, but there's things you can say like there's things you could you say during sex that if you say them, that shit finna end. What do you mean? Like a nut is finna happen. <laughs> <laughs> like it's certain shit that you can say or do, like certain moans or certain phrases that you say that if you say them, shit's finna be over. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's different to each man, and I'm sure dudes can can tell you what what it would be. You know, but it's certain phrases that you say that my brain says, this is the moment. It's over now. <laughs> <laughs> you was using all of that brain energy to try to prolong yourself from, you know, from from coming early or quickly. Or just, you're just trying to enhance her experience. You know, I mean, I guess some dudes can't control that as much. If you've been doing your Kegel exercises then you can control when that happens. But at some sometimes, sometimes you gotta you gotta get in your brain and be like, okay, think about some different shit. Think about motherfuckers be saying thinking about baseball. You know, I be thinking about different random shit to try to keep myself from feeling like I'm having sex, I guess. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know I'm having sex, but I gotta think of things that's gonna keep me from going off this fast because she's enjoying it right now you know so for me when a woman be like oh, almost there keep going which is clearly what she wants that is a kill switch for me <laughs> <laughs> that is a kill switch for me if you say that shit it's 90 percent. i'm 90 certain that this shit's not gonna continue <laughs> so it's like it does the exact opposite it's like and it's like i I was not going to stop before you said that. <laughs> I was not going to not keep going before you said that. But you saying it now, that made my brain just do it malfunction. The thoughts that I had, the pro the process I had that was going to stop me from being finished as quickly as I would, it's over now. It's over. <laughs> I just needed to throw that in there, man. That's, women need to know that shit. I think now, women know and use it specifically to be done. Now, if a woman who 
ain't on birth control and that I happen to be hitting raw that I'm not trying to impregnate said come in me my meat's going soft (laughs) (laughs) that is not on point shit (laughs) I do not shoot no kind of club ups my pull out game is fucking immaculate with the condom on so (laughs) I just want everybody to know that ain't my kind of shit that ain't my kind of statement my statements are like subtle shit a certain type of moans, I'd be like, okay, system is system malfunction. <laughs> I'm gonna be done in 20 seconds now. <laughs> I feel like dudes know what the fuck I'm talking about. Dudes, let me know that I'm talking about some shit that's real or I'm manufacturing some shit and I'm fucked up and I need counseling. <laughs> Next one. If you're gonna break up with me, wait till I get off work, please. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the worst shit ever, man. It you is. know, you ever got a text message from somebody while you was at work or doing something that you had to be doing for the next few hours or three, two or three hours, and they send you a text like we got to talk or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm usually the one that's sending that text. <laughs> Bruh, that is trash, trash. <laughs> that's trash. That is the worst expectation buster. I remember when I first went to brunch in Houston. Bitch, I got home at 3 a.m. We went to eat at 11 a.m. These niggas different. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 went to brunch. That's just crazy. Texas, Houston, can't go nowhere now, motherfucker. <laughs> Without a mask on. Unemployment must be giving out fireworks, too. You know, I've been hearing fireworks for about a goddamn week straight. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Like outside of you the have hospital, to? outside of the hospital. Because at first I thought it was gunfire. Okay, because where I work at is in the hood. But I'm I'm convinced it's fucking fireworks. But why? What the fuck? It why? I don't know, man. I've been hearing fireworks popping for a, a long ass time, and it barely makes sense. <laughs> it don't. It's nothing going on. There's no event. There's no. Uh, <laughs> Like Friday night, Friday night. At first, again, I thought it was gunfire because I don't work in the safest of areas. But I realized I was like, no, those are those are fireworks. Who the fuck is setting up fireworks randomly <laughs> at ten o'clock at night? And why? I don't know. That's fucking weird. Uh, mm. Yeah, it is fucking weird. But that's been happening so. All right, last one. Instead of voting, we need to start businesses. Um, this is in quotation. Um, dash a nigga without a voting record or tax ID. <laughs> I was just about to say, listen, you do know you could do both of those things. <laughs> Don't have to choose one or the other. They're both equally important. But that's it. Them was the viral postuses. Um. So, yeah, I really haven't said a whole lot about B. Simone because I really don't give a fuck. Um, she's the influencer who said something about not wanting to be with somebody that works a nine to five. She needed an entrepreneur, which rubbed people the wrong way because most of the people that follow her and that you know, uh, engage with her, have nine to fives, 
And so then after that, people started looking at her book that she apparently wrote or plagiarized as it came out to light. So apparently she took a bunch of like, it's supposed to be this manifestation book. She took a bunch of uh, surveys and shit from somebody else. And she said that her team did it without her knowledge. But there's videos of her going on and on about how hands-on she was with this book. Now she's saying that she really wasn't. But I say all that to say, this bitch is hosting, not just, she's hosting a plagiarism. Let me make, let me, let me say specifically what she's calling it. Damn. Um. Oh, your phone just threw the whole, all kind of static. Yeah. I can't Whatever read. you was doing. Because trying to find it. <laughs> She's hosting a free webinar about finances, law, and copyright infringement. Ma'am, you are not the person to teach other people about this because you did it badly. <laughs> like, no. No, ma'am. No. That's, why would you, that's like going to a seminar put on by R. Kelly about healthy uh, adult relationships. <laughs> Like, be Simone. Like, I get that you're trying to, like, turn shit around because people have been really just in your ass about a bunch of shit, but this is not the way. You, you've you been accused of plagiarizing, copyright infringement, using things without permission. You cannot then turn around and say, I'm going to teach y'all how to not get in trouble like me. No! No! No, ma'am. <laughs> no! Bad idea. Now, if she found one that she liked and she wanted to just share like hey you know i made some mistakes i'm learning from my mistakes this webinar helped me out my this my cool but for you to be promoting some shit that you're hosting on a topic that you are guilty of ma'am sit the fuck down just let this shit blow on over like the more that you keep talking and doing shit the worse that it gets just let it blow over b just let it blow over but you hosting a seminar on this topic is laughable um, thank God it's free because any dummy that paid for this shit and there are probably still people who would pay for it because they're stupid um, probably the same people who bought her book on manifesting what you want in your life I just I can't it's too much yeah that's uh, that's not smart I mean this is the moment where you see if somebody's success is a fluke or if it's really something that's going to continue to thrive. And this decision is a representation of some shit that's going to go down the drain. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's like you get stopped, get caught robbing a mail truck and then you do a seminar on how to obey the law. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Just take that L and do something that'll make people forget about it. Just this let it is blow something up. that's going because if this class don't go well, you're gonna be a meme again, nigga. <laughs> you're gonna be getting roasted on Black Twitter. You're gonna be a hash a hashtag for the damn wrong reasons. Yep, hundred percent. Like just let it go. Just l i g it, ma'am. Let it go, and let the shit just pass over. Look, twenty twenty, stay with the shits, okay? Something else is gonna come out. It was going to come out and nobody was going to be thinking about you. But your ass is not letting that happen. 
You're not letting nature take its course. You're sitting out here still trying to force this idea that you this businesswoman, this entrepreneur, ma'am, just stop. Shutting the fuck up is free. I just, I can't stress that enough. Like, it don't cost you nothing to say nothing. Just shut the fuck up and just let things blow over. And then you can go back to doing your little baby girl routine and... I guess she's still on Wild. Does Wild and Out still come on? I don't watch Wild and Out. I guess it does. Yeah. yeah. Just do that. But you teaching a seminar on how to not get caught up in some copyright infringement shit when that's your life right now is laughable, ma'am. Don't. Girl, just let it go. Um, this going to blow over. Like I said, 2020, stay with the shits. We about to come into July. So I'm sure some more foul, fucked up 2020 type shit is going to happen. And people won't even be thinking about you. Let it happen. (laughs) Just let it happen naturally. Stop trying to force it, ma'am. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about some of these black people that have been fucked over by this system. We all know about Breonna Taylor. We know Breonna Taylor. They came to her house at nighttime, murdered her ass in her sleep. And when her boyfriend shot back, they arrested him. They've since let him go. But they finally came up with the decision to fire him. But just fire him. No charges. And no charges for the other officers that did that. Now, they made a whole law regarding Breonna Taylor now. And still have yet to hold the fucking men who came and killed her accountable. Like, they've deemed that the way that she died was a problem. Yeah, they're not doing the no-knock warrants no more. But they're not holding people accountable that did the thing that made them say that this law is not a good one. This this action, these no-knock warrants are a problem. Mm -hmm. And so there is a very, very strong campaign for her murderers to be held accountable. And this one thing that I keep hearing and that I've been hearing amongst amongst my friends because I've had friends that have posted about, you know, how problematic the police are. And in the comments, you'll see somebody that says, well, you know, such and such. Do you think that he's a bad cop? And so it's made me have to ask the question, how do you identify a good cop? Uh, But more so, can a good person be a good cop? I don't think so. I don't think a good person can be a good cop because the system upon which any cop operates in is one that doesn't hold cops that do problematic shit accountable. Yeah, so the black, the black did you cop, speak about the black officer? Yeah, <coughs> I'll, get to him a second. I'll get to him in a second. So a cop that is a good person can't be just on the job because of how the job is. The same thing for anybody that work in a toxic environment. You can't be the best version of your profession if you work in a place that's toxic. You can't be as good of a therapist that you would be if you have a toxic environment that making you do all of this paperwork, making you do all of this extra stuff. You know, Red got burnt out on her last job because of that stupid shit. I did. Because of rules that didn't make sense that made her be like, I don't give a fuck about therapy now. You know, so you can't be a good whatever it is you do if you're in an overtly toxic environment. And 
policing is a very overtly toxic environment. So you can be a, that's why you can be a good person or at least a person that ain't a bad cop that's out here doing bullshit, but still sit by on the side and watch one officer put their knee on a man's neck for almost nine minutes. That's why you could be an officer that walk in and, and allow another officer or at least support after the fact, another officer that put 16 bullets in somebody that was asleep. Or how you can watch an officer pick up somebody and slam them on the ground and break their ribs uh, while you know that they're the wrong person that they're doing it to. And after the fact, be like, oh, this is the wrong guy. And the same way that that cop can pull up to Elijah McClain and that shit turn into a boy that dies three days later. And I watch these videos and they don't, I mean, they, they suck to see, but they don't really, you know, hurt me. But Elijah McClain's video was so fucked up. It really was. And even if you don't, even if you don't watch the video, if you just read the transcript, it's fucked up. He and was telling you know, them he was sorry while they were fucking him up. He was saying, I'm sorry. I know y'all are just doing the best job that you can. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, I don't carry guns. I don't do no stuff like that. I'm I just love y'all. I'm socially awkward. Like, it, it's so fucked up. And, and somebody was asking me the other day, they was like, is this really about black this was a black person, but is this really about black or or are black people just, you know, extra angry at what's going on? And I said, this is about black because this shit ain't happening to white people. Yeah. None of this shit that's happening to black people right now is happening to white people. You can find that one white dude that got that died after the police nailed on his neck. OK, I'll give you that one. But we can go down a whole list. Ain't no white people getting shot in Walmart for having a BB gun. Ain't no white people getting, you know, 30, 40 bullets shot at their car. Goddamn drive-by style by the police. White boys ain't outside playing with toy guns and getting shot by the police. You know, drive-by style, pull up, get out, shoot. Boom, he had a toy gun. You can go down all the lists. White people who are announcing that they have a gun in, um, in their car ain't getting shot down by the police in front of their girlfriend and their child. You know, police officers... Or white people that selling CDs on the side of the street ain't getting accosted by police and then uh, shot by them. None of this shit is happening to white people. So it ain't about black people because it's about black people. It's about black people because it's happening to black people. And on the side of the cops, it's happening to black people because they black. They Cops don't know it. But the police system is a racist system that has been built upon all of the same codes and shit that police officers operate on uh, from the fucking early 1900s since they was, or 1800s, late 1800s since they were doing convict leasing and felonies for motherfuckers and all of that bullshit they was doing uh, with black people in, in the jail system. They've built on that system continuously and they added amendments. It's the same core foundation of a system that was made to protect white people and white people's shit from black people. And all they've done is just make some minor changes here and there and here and there, get more money, reform, reform, training, training, and we still in the same fucking shit that we're in. 
So we need a change. Reform means giving the motherfucker money to do more training and buy more tools to be more efficient. That ain't working. So now the conversation is about defunding the police, which defunding the police, if nobody don't know what the fuck that shit means, means taking all of this extra money that they have to buy fucking extra guns and upgrade their guns and get all these irrational, unnecessary ass trainings that ain't doing the shit that, that they needed to do for the community. I think the trainings that they do I think everything the police officers do, they do it to protect themselves more. That's it. They've really ate up this dialogue that we're just trying to get home to our families. And so the training they do is to make sure that they don't die, which means they are a bigger threat to the community. And we, we can't afford them to continue to do trainings and shit that makes them more safe for themselves when they're supposed to be choosing a selfless position that helps protect the community at the cost of the community. So defunding the police means, okay, let's take this money and put it in more training. Because the police officers will get out there and they'll say some shit like, you know, well, we're not mental health professionals, but you know what? When we get a call of mental health, they expect us to deal with it. You know, and we're not social workers, but when we get a call with some kid stuff, they expect us to deal with it. We're not trained to deal with all of that shit. But as soon as you start saying, okay, well, let's take some of the money that you are trained with and train people who can do that shit, then they'd be like, no, nah, we don't want to give up none of that money. You can't have it both ways. You can't complain about all of the shit that a system asks you to do to protect the community. And then once somebody come up with a plan to do something about it, you say, well, we don't want that plan because it takes money out of our pockets. You can't have it both ways. You just can't have it both ways. And you know what? I'm not an advocate for a, a I'm not an advocate. One, this is going to fuck up the system. I'm not an advocate for a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a social worker driving around with all the police. One, that's going to fuck up the whole police system. They're going to treat them social workers like shit in a whole police system. And who want to do that? I feel like there's need to be a mediator between people who were hoping to be a police officer, but maybe also being a social worker. Like, there are people out there who would be very fit to be that. Like, all of the TV shows that we watch, police TV shows, that have uh, all these hardcore police officers, and then they got that technology person who don't shoot, who ain't trained in guns, who really awkward when shooting and shit start happen, happening. They can have a person like that <laughs> that could deal with a mental health issue. Or when you realize a person ain't normal, like when they came up on Elijah McClain, they should have knew he was not normal. They should have knew he was not normal. You know, but the biggest problem in this system be the motherfuckers calling the police. You know, and then the DA said that he wasn't going to charge... That Elijah McClain situation is tough. Um, but that being said, uh, we need change. And like I said earlier, I don't, what's going on now and how it's going on, I just don't feel like shit's going to go back to normal. Uh, but it's, we, we got to keep it from going back to normal. We've got to, like, motherfuckers be like, well, protests and riots don't do anything, nigga. Shit is changing like a motherfucker around here. <laughs> Mother, they changing names of shit that's been named that for hundreds of years. They taking fucking statues down. They changing laws. They creating laws. Some of these counties are defunding the police and dismantling the police. Like, it's so much shit changing now from what's going on. Ain't nothing ever changed from sitting there and being quiet and being peaceful. And so... I understand what's going on. I just hope that we can push this to be in a lasting change instead of what's going on right now. All right, what you got, Red? Um, 
So Jacquees, let me just say, I still really don't know who this little baby is. I know he, you know, kept t- saying that he was the king of R&B and all that shit, but apparently he did some little interview where he was, I guess, you know, everybody's doing these versus battles and Somehow they got to talking about a versus battle between him and Miguel, and he was saying that that was disrespectful. My nigga, it's disrespectful to Miguel. A hit-for-hit battle against Miguel? What? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know any songs by Jacquees. (laughs) Not to say that he ain't got none. I'm going to say I don't know any. But I can name six or seven Miguel songs right now. That are dope as fuck. So this is just another incident of inflated ego writing to check his ass can't cash. He had like one song, right? What's the name of his one little uh didn't he have like one original song? I don't know. Don't make me lie. What about him? Didn't he have like an original song? Jacquees, yeah. Jacquees had a song on one of them R&B playlists on Spotify that sounded good. And I didn't know it was Jacquees before I liked it. You know, so I was like, okay, I've been jamming to this song. When I found out it was Jacquees, I was like, what the hell? But hit These for motherfuckers hit be sneaking. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. He had one song that I like. Like, no. And it's Miguel, bro. Miguel. Like, sure thing. Adored. Like, there's so many if this, fucking ways. If, if this nigga ain't talking about a Miguel from the Hacienda down from where he fucking live at, then he is barking <laughs> up the wrong fucking tree. If he talking about Miguel, Miguel, if he talking about Miguel jump across the stage and kick a nigga in the face, Miguel, then he ain't the one. Jacquees, listen, Jacquees, Dave Chappelle said it best. He said that, you know, comedians got this, like, they got to have this I'm the best mentality. But Mm -hmm. you don't see that anywhere better than when you see rappers. You know, rappers got that I'm the best mentality. It really, Cassidy in every one of his songs done said, I'm the best. Nigga, on no metric is Cassidy the best. (laughs) Cassidy is only the best to people who believe he's the best. And there is no way to gather those people up together and say he's the best. But that's not usually you know? R and B though. Like R and B is not usually. I over. think I think that Jacquees is one of those R and B rappers. And by that I mean he's somebody that wishes he could rap but happens <laughs> to be able to sing. Him, Jaheem, and Trey Songs are the three I can name off the top of my head. That their talent, their skill happens to be in singing, but I feel like they wish they was they wish they could rap. Even out of the three of them who... who Tyrese, feel, too. Tyrese, too. That who you feel like wish they could rap? He can't even match up with them. He can't match but up I, with... I'm not talking... like So that statement ain't really talking about his ability to match up with them in quality. It's about the idea that he continues to... <laughs> what just happened to my mic? I can hear my you. My mic just did something. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, what the fuck happened? Uh, but anyway, my I'm talking about the idea that he continued to push this narrative that he number one. And not only that, but follow up with it. But you know what? That's where he fucks up. That's where his immaturity and his youth 
and his probably inexperience with the industry fuck up because even Cassidy ain't out here saying I'm gonna go hit for hit with Drake. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Even Cassidy ain't doing that shit. So for for him to feel like he number one, but also not know the limitations of his his catalog, just represents how dumb he is. It's fucking Miguel. Like I literally could sit here and name so many Miguel songs that would just wipe. Jacque- like he has a catalog. Jacque- uh, don't even have Mi- a catalog. Songs that Miguel got that ain't even hot. Yeah. Like Banana Clip. <laughs> you know that song, Banana Clip? Which album was it on? I don't remember. I, I think just, I did. I think it's it's just a low level M- Miguel song. Banana <laughs> Clips for my love for you, goddamn. Like that's a low level song that would still beat all of Jacquees shit. At this point, to me, just because he's Jacquees. I mean, he done <laughs> came out here trying to call himself the Prince of R&B or whatever the fuck he was calling himself. Man. And I think, listen, I don't know what it is about short people and and them having this Napoleon complex. I think part of that, can be, have you seen how little he is? Like, he yeah. is itty fucking bitty. He's a tiny little dude. Have you seen him trying to dance? Oh Jesus, no. His dancing is not natural at all. <laughs> dance like the he danced like if the uh I don't know if you've seen a video of that uh mechanized band playing like Chuck E. Cheese type band just playing. Mm-mm. That's how he's dancing. It's like mechanical. Like he gotta be like, okay, step left, step left, step right, <laughs> step foot left, foot, foot, left foot back, spin, spin, left, right. Then like that's that's him dancing. Versus Chris Brown. Like, Chris Brown dancing is like a fucking paper bag flowing in the wind. It's just, <laughs> that's how he looked dancing. Like, it looked like it, it looked like he become one with the fucking wind when he dancing. Like, he just a part of the, he just become a part of the fucking universe while he dancing. And then he choose when to stop being coming a part of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, it's some people who dance out there where you know they counting numbers and shit or they just doing shit. Like, Jacquees dance like when your parents tell you to come downstairs and dance for the company. That's like <laughs> how his dancing is. And he's grown and a celebrity and a singer. Boy, if you don't start taking some goddamn dancing lessons, fuck wrong with you? Y'all go look up Jacquees dancing and shit. There's a picture of him with Young Thug and Chris Brown. And when I tell you that they make him, he already little. He's already a little guy. But Chris Brown, I know is at least 6364. And Young Thug, is, so like he in the middle of these two tree tall ass niggas and he just look like a fucking leprechaun. Jacquees, like this ain't the way. The, and I, I don't know if he thinks by him saying this, this is going to make people like listen to him. It just makes you the, an, an industry joke. Like, <laughs> that's all. Like, I feel like he's fucked up where he might have been able to go had he not come out all cocky. Like, nigga, relax. <laughs> like, it's niggas that's way better than you that ain't this cocky. Way better than you. Miles and my Miguel being one of those people. It's Miguel. <laughs> for you to be like, dog, that's disrespectful for them to even say that. Yeah, it is to Miguel. I hope you don't think it's disrespectful to you. I hope you don't think that you're above Miguel. <laughs> Because if you do, please let me be the person to give you a little bit of snippet of reality, sir. You are not on the same planet as Miguel. I don't 
don't even know who he could do a versus battle against where it would be well matched. It would. Ha- I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know who he could do a versus with. Um, where he wouldn't get murked. Um, somebody we don't know. <laughs> I mean, just somebody we know. Some SoundCloud R and B singer somewhere. He just. And everybody keeps saying they want his level of confidence. I don't. You need to have a level of confidence that is steeped in reality. Like, you still need to have some self-awareness. <laughs> like, exactly. You don't, you don't need to have a level of confidence that, like, puts you out here among the clouds. Okay? Like, no. Sir, you cannot go hit for hit with Miguel. You can't go hit for hit with Jaheim. Like, <laughs> he couldn't go hit for hit with Jaheim. Jaheim ain't even really making music now, but he's he could not do it. Um our last thing, we had we had our cap, but um Donald Trump. Ugh, fuck. Uh he been Anything doing Anything you been say after shit. that is just gonna be terrible. He, I mean, he been on some shit lately, and it looked like it's just gonna get worse. Uh, Trump tweeted a video that had a man yelling white power in it. He did. Uh, Trump <laughs> do too much shit intentionally, even though we don't know why he's doing it and he's doing it for stupid reasons. He do too much shit intentionally to believe that this was an accident of some sort. He did this shit, and he knew he was doing it. And he's continuing to try to play to his base and continuing to try to play dumb with it. But these are just dog whistles to his base. Um, And that's just what it is. I don't think it's much more to it than that. Uh, and for these reasons, I don't think Trump's going to win. I know a lot of people are saying that they believe Trump is going to win. But the only reason that Hillary lost is because she's not likable. If Hillary was slightly more likable and slightly less pandering, she would have won. She didn't lose by that big a margin at at the states that she lost in, which was the swing states. Uh, Furthermore, they knew nothing of Trump in that situation. Trump is not trying to just get his base. I think Trump has lost himself in the idea that his base is enough. And he's losing moderates. He's losing centrists. He's losing women he's losing a lot of people who would have voted for him otherwise with the actions he's taking another thing is a report came out that uh russia paid some um afghanistan um paid some terrorist groups in afghanistan to kill u.s soldiers but he wiped that to the side like it's a lot of shit coming out john bolton's book that is making his campaign less palatable for the people that he need to support him um, not to mention that he probably lost a lot of people that are conservative, not Republican, but conservative with that $2 trillion tax, $2 trillion response to COVID, just giving everybody money. Like, it's proposed that, like, $1.8 billion went to dead people. Oh, yeah, I thought with, it. With this shit. You know, so um, it's ironic that he's talking about how mail-in ballots going to be a problem. You know, so they shouldn't do any um, mail-in ballots, and they should get rid of that system. Um, now, what I am afraid of is that they're going to try to cheat so bad to make him stay in that it's going to fuck up democracy for some time. 
as if my democracy is not already fucked up, but it's going to impair it somehow. Um, but that being said, man, that's all I got, really. All right. I mean, it's a bunch of shit we could talk about, but that's where I'm going to end it. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we kind of last conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.